Gentlemen, welcome to the Tim Moen Show, wherever you are. Thank you for being here. I've got a uh, a good show today, I think. I, You know what? I, every now and then I I, I I scroll through Twitter and my feelings get hurt. I'm, I'm really touchy about this subject. I, uh, you know, as the former leader of the Libertarian Party of Canada, as a guy who cashed in his retirement pension, killed his career to try to advance liberty, um, I don't know. It hurts my feelings whenever I see a libertarian supporting the People's Party of Canada mm -hmm. instead of uh, the Libertarian Party. I know it's it's me here. I know that, uh, you know, it, it's it's personal, maybe. Maybe I'm taking it too personal. Um, but, I, you know, I saw one guy, one guy, one libertarian on, on Twitter uh, trying to convince people to support the PPC. And uh, so I reached out to him. I want to have a chat with this guy. So welcome to the podcast, Jack, Zach Schmidt of uh, Schmidt House Podcast. Zach, thanks for coming on. Hey, Tim. How's it going? Good, good. All right. I, I know I shouldn't take this personally. I know there's nothing personal when it comes to politics. Um, and I, I'm here to be convinced. Why? Let, but before we even get to that, I want to know a little bit more about you. Where, where First of all, where are you? Uh, so I live in a small town in Saskatchewan, and uh, I've lived uh, in Saskatchewan my entire life. So kind of I'm a Western um, separatist first before any type of thing federal. I think that's where politics has to start is the, the local level. So um, and that's where I think lots of these libertarian ideas, at least kind of are instilled in me, is trying to work local first rather than right. looking for a, a federal solution. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what what uh, you describe yourself as a libertarian? I think in your Twitter somewhere. Um, I describe myself as an anarchist. As an anarchist. Yeah. Oh, very. Oh, so mm -hmm. you're you're a very consistent libertarian then. Yes. So you're, yes. you're you're cut from the same cloth as me. I'm an anarchist as well. I would consider myself an anarchist. I, I don't think there's anything the government does that uh, that uh, free people can't do better. Um, absolutely. What. What was your come to liberty moment then? I guess like you were you born an anarchist? Were you uh, no? Was it your was parents forged, anarchists or what? It was forged through um, I think lots of watching Alex Jones first of all. When I was about fifteen years old, fourteen, fifteen, I started looking into nine eleven and came mm. across Alex Jones and just came to the conclusion at that point that the government is fairly corrupt in all of their actions and through conversations mm -hmm. with family and friends and kind of just going through even uh, post-secondary education at U of R, there's things that I kept on looking towards that I wasn't finding the right answers to. And that kind of led me down the anarchist path is where I was trying to justify the philosophy of why people trust the state so much after a, a, after years and years of evidence of the state being corrupt and right. intentionally screwing people over to their own benefit. And that's pretty much where it started. And, and then it was reading people such as Emma Goldman and Ayn Rand and, you know, my new favorite in the last couple of years, Michael Malice, where it's like I was really able to solidify my ideas of the abolishment of the state. Because I don't feel that, especially at a, um, a macro level, when we're looking at the way that we uh, pursue governance, I don't think that there's any leaders or people that uh, you can actually seek out as far as a leader to be able to actually provide you the, the life and the liberty that you want and deserve as an individual. Right, right. And I, I mean, the, the, the very structure of the state itself or the idea of it is... You know, it, it's definitionally essentially a criminal cartel, a criminal gang. It's firing. It 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 is to infringe your rights to uh to, to live off you to plunder. To, I mean, they're they're for plunder, under and conquest. 
that that's sustain themselves. And so, so to imagine that a very, a very virtuous and stand up person is going to, going to take a cartel and, and, and make it, make it what cartel? Well, then it, it wouldn't even cease. It would cease, it cease to exist, exist anymore. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, so we're with you. Okay. So what then is, is your, um, kind of view on how, how, how can achieve more liberty yes, in the future? Sure. Uh, well, as far as it pertains to Canada, and I think this will kind of be a little bit of a segue into a conversation that we had on Twitter, is as an anarchist, I'm looking at how I can achieve that level of governance or, or that philosophy of governance is maybe a better way to put it. And I don't want to impose my will upon anybody just as much as I don't want their will imposed upon me. So I've been looking, I never voted up until 2021, and I've really been looking at how other people view the system and i'm like i can't impose this upon other people i can't impose anarchy on other people but other people want to play in this political sphere and what's going to be the best way to be able to get canada to a point to where we're edging towards what i want and i think the first step in that plan uh, as far as sovereignty and freedom goes at a federal level is the people's party and you see so much back and forth between even say the conservatives or uh, or even like the the liberal ndp coalition and what we're seeing is, is that nobody's having the right conversations. Nobody is pushing the needle to go back towards the right side of the equation, right? Um, and that's where I feel that the People's Party is able to push that needle because there's a ratcheting effect with the conservatives. And that's just the way that leftist policy goes is there's a shift left. And the Republicans down in the states and the conservatives up here think it's a win by not giving them everything that they want. They view that as a win, not saying that this is where we plant our flag and this is what we want and we're not going to accept anything that's left of that. Right. So I think that that's the conundrum that we're in politically here in Canada. And that's why I support the People's Party is because they're they're actually having the conversations to kind of swing it back right, avoid that ratcheting effect. And then we can talk about something that is more libertarian, more anarchy based once we kind of achieve that but we can't do that until it hits critical mass and i feel that the people you it's uh, uh, it's 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 the correct operation of things is deal with uh, what's in front of us first and and then kind of go what how do you make sense of um uh you know aren't you worried for example that pull that is watering the sea of statism as he's hacking at the branches of evil emerge from from that thing so uh, let me give you give you an example i mean i and believe i felt like bernie was a, liber- a libertarian a long time i don't know if you watched that episode where i kind of kind of laid out i did yeah our, our his together and me courting him and uh, like i could never understand why he wouldn't wouldn't want to lead the libertarian party he's a libertarian won't lead the libertarian party and i think he made his anti clear like i'm not a libertarian and he's call, called his part a true conservative conservative party over over again mm-hmm. um and, and but my concern with that is that because he's w- willing to use state to make it more more con- he, he wants wants to make this more conservative right so you know control the boards regulate drug drugs maybe ban things like drag queen story hour uh, have churn the conversation to like what are we be teaching in schools what's happening in public places let's make let's make those spaces more conservative now as a liber- libertarian or anarchist i want to say well why do we have those goddamn places to begin with why are we asking this this, this entity that has has from which this you know debaucherous kind of deviant leftism has, has emerged why are we why can we imagine that 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 thing's into um turn it around suddenly and and like and like fight leftism when it is kind of the the 
the uh, root of leftism in a lot of ways. And how, how can we nurture that? At, and then it also, also expect to kind of, um, <laughs> I don't know, fight incrementally bring us towards a liberty. I mean, it's a fair point, and that would be my criticism of any uh, political party. It doesn't matter which stripe you're cut from, even the Libertarian Party, because there's always... The problem is, is when people seek power, the power ends up corrupting them. And I'm not saying that Maxime Bernier is uh, going to be, um, you know, invincible to that by any stretch of the matter. But I just feel that, like, when we're looking at which is going to get us in a more free opportunity at a federal level, that's where I think the People's Party is. Because if you see what the conservative party who says that they're fighting for such things and, and trying to move that needle, they're agreeing with the liberals every step of the way. So I really feel that if someone's looking at things pragmatically, of how can we actually achieve certain things federally, that's where I'm more or less trying to convince people that saying, hey, let's wake up to the fact that um, the conservatives are just as bad as the uh, as the liberals are. And once we sort those kind of concepts out, then we can take a point and, and, and you know, move the target towards government as a whole. And, you know, the conversations that I've had with Maxime Bernier and other people within the, the People's Party, there's more people that think of the libertarian mindset. And that's why I actually think that so many people ignore the the um, the up down aspect, the Y axis of the political compass. And I think that the People's Party is um, as far as like a driving force more libertarian than it actually is conservative. I think maybe Max got tripped up early on in wanting to maybe replace the conservative values. And that might be a little stem from a little bit of the disagreement between you two when you were going back and forth and, and maybe bringing him into your party and having him take it over. Is he wanted to have that conservative voice? We have the exact same problem going on here um, at a provincial level here in Saskatchewan. We have an, a brand new party, the Sask United Party, that is basically trying to become the new conservative party. And it's like, mm. I know people within that party that are saying, I don't like that branding when they're trying to take that name conservative back, because what we're actually looking for is the libertarian principles. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's anti-state, right? It, that seems seems to me like we're, we're in an existential crisis. And, and, and I kind of get the argument of incrementalism, like we, we need to move people along kind of at a, a slow and slow and steady pace. To me, it empirically see that hasn't worked. Work that's never worked. And what's working for the left right was just straight out straight radicalism. Mm -hmm. You're not going to see radicalism mm -hmm. from from Jagmeet Singh and Trudeau. See it from the fringe parties, from the intellectuals in, in the left basis, from you know um, mouthpieces who's, who aren't afraid to spout their radicalism and their radical agenda. They they kind of the way and create the Overton way. But one of the things, things I can really see from the right is this un unwillingness to, um, I, I mean, I mean, it, and I think it, it kind of, kind of goes hand in hand with being a conservative, right? Right. I mean, you kind of want to maintain, maintain the status. You don't want to be radical. You want to want to just kind of like, maybe if we could just go, just go back 10 years, things would be much better or go back all these 15 years ago or something like that. So I think it, maybe it's something in the political or in the conservative personality where they, they are a little bit more restrained um, and want to be a little bit more, bit more appropriate, proper, or something like that. But but what I, I think what is really missing is that radical voice for liberty, right? I mean, what I what I was real hoping to see from see from Bernier, who flamed out of the the conservative, was like go hard hard against this. But instead, he went hard, went hard immigrants and multiculturalism or or something like that. Like we'd come out and 
talk about abolishing the central bank, a taxation theft, legalize everything, um, you know, decentralized government, government. Like there's so many ways you could have burned those bridges, which is with the CP and flamed out other than in this kind of weak, weak, like incremental soul stop of, yeah, every, everyone can see like mass immigration is a problem and, you know, the debauchery that's going, that's going on, but no one's addressing the root of the problem. Like if I were a, a slave plantation owner and, and I were to, um, to avoid people noticing that they were on a slave plantation, what I might do is, is, you know, you know, invite some drag queens to, to speak at, uh, at, on the slave uh, library or, or something like that, get sla slaves fight with each other about whether, you know, that, that minority or that deviant minority sh should be, you know, you know, Sanic children. And instead of noticing that they're on a God goddamn plantation and they're, and they're, and they're being, being farmed as human livestock. Um, mm -hmm. What I mean, like, yeah, like you're gonna get no disagreement from me on that front, yeah. like, and and that's where I, I just feel it's like right now, especially, it, it, which is really weird considering we're in the age of information. Then you think that this stuff would be so out there that it'd be easy for people to understand and to grasp, but the vast majority of people, especially in Canada, want those socialist policies because they think that that's how that's how that they're going to get maybe from their perspective more free, or they're gonna get more say ownership because they're paying taxes and they're getting things for that right they don't understand lots of these concepts and what one thing that i've been really seeing the, is a big problem is with that overton window shifting so far left even a pol uh, a liberal policy from the 90s sounds radically right right now you know and people haven't explored these ideas they're not willing to engage we have mass censorship which is uh, basically making it very difficult for us to actually have conversations such as this to be able to spread these ideas i think for for all the ppc's faults which there are many and i have pointed some of them out gun control i don't think they're hard enough on immigration um not wanting to review the charter these are all conversations i've had with max multiple times and and they don't even seek my level of say radicalness uh, as far as being right-leaning but i mean and, and they won't one... even touch drug policy right i mean i remember um i remember his name he was he was there, there was there was a couple guys who were close to that and you know spent a lot of time creating creating a very moderate cannabis policy that would have mm -hmm. um away from the conservative kind of are the little cronious um meant mentality or 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 folk with their drug policy towards a more conservative decentralized free mm -hmm. market approach and it was rejected yeah. out of hand because that doesn't want to go there there i assume yeah and and that's what i mean is like while the conservatives right now are shifting left and trying to pander to to those say people in the gta that uh, trudeau's been bringing in and promising things they have to go along with that to be able to get the votes that they need down east whereas like as far as the People's Party's perspective, I would say that they're trying to have just like a middle of the road populist part or uh, party policy that will bring people that are, say, the more centrist, non-voter, people that aren't kind of swayed by one single issue. The People's Party has tons of things so that they can get them under the banner of populism, drive that, those ideas forward. And that's where, again, maybe then it is being able to shift those people towards the libertarian side of it, where we're actually going to have those tough conversations. And, and again... Talking to enough People's Party uh, candidate support and stuff like that, they're more of the libertarian than they are conservative whatsoever. And there's people that are ex-NDP, ex-liberal, ex-greens that are all in that party just too. Just go out and say taxation is theft, that they want to be, be a little bit more, um, less radical, that they don't say join join the libertarian party and, and, and run as candidates there and preach the, the libertarian message or 
I mean, I mean, they very well could uh, if those people are are doing it. and, you know, not to steal the arguments of criticisms by the conservatives towards the People's Party. But the libertarians don't have any teeth, you know, yeah. the amount of votes Although, that no, they no, got. And they, they want to go with what's easier, popular or something or something. Well, right? exactly. Yeah, you Bernie, get Bernier's, uh, you know, he spent uh, how many uh, in parliament getting collecting a pen or, or building up his pension and now and now he's he's in a he's just in a really good spot to do well to do a lot of work out there on the road and, and yeah. leave the party right and and take a lot of pe people in or in a political party i suspect more so so for um um you know when when they see that the lead leader is uh able to do to do to, they don't they don't necessarily want to have to do the work themselves or something like that or that or or would that be fair? Yeah, I mean, those who need leaders are rarely qualified to choose them. Uh, that base is right. basically the whole political system is um, is acknowledgement of that fact because the way that the leaders and the parties all try to pander for votes and and do certain things, they know that that's where the power is. The power is in the low information voter. Okay, right, and that's where the left and the conservatives, as being part of the left. Have been able to capitalize that on that so much for so long. That's why we've only had the blue and the red team. That's it. Nobody's taken a serious look at anything else other than basically the support mechanism being the block and the uh, and the new Democrats. So looking at the People's Party, that's why I think it's going to be a, uh, at least a fair enough opportunity, if given the appropriate amount of time and nurturing, for people to come around to more libertarian um, ideas via the People's Party of Canada. And like I said. Mm. It doesn't hit all of the marks for me. I, I would love to see Max, and I've, I've told him and our Western Lieutenant Kelly Lorenz here, we need basically the Second Amendment and the party needs to stand towards as close as getting that because nobody's advocating for anything such as that. And that's a very, very important conversation to be had. You know, I, I know that they're, they're, the immigration is a, is a huge topic. The conservatives are matching the liberals on policy on that. Max is saying we want 150,000 of, of hardworking, vetted people that are going to come and actually work, not be a, a, a drag on the system. So incremental changes like this that I feel tons of people could get behind, your average everyday Canadian could get behind, all reside in the People's Party. And it's just trying to shift that mentality. And then it's, you know, it's getting a seat at the table talking about these ideas. And then the next election, maybe making government or something like that. And then the libertarian is, it can come in and say, hey. We want something a little bit more, say, radical, right-leaning yeah. policy. Uh, are you familiar familiar with the, the history of the uh, Conservative Party in the, in the Foreign Party days? Um, it was a little bit before my time, but yes, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm a little bit. I mean, this it. is um, it, my my worry is that you know the, the same thing happened. The Reform Party is going to end up happening with People's Party, already, right? The Reform Party. Mm -hmm some momentum they were a popular people's party pushing back against these against the establishment they kind of split the conservative base into two right there was kind of yeah. progressive conservatives that were more interest and then there there's these start popular populist pushing the old, old trying to push it to the window right right um and then they have to make a choice right what was it is about pushing the old window right or or is it about actually defeating the left and and winning a seat and winning government and mm -hmm. at point they it's all about winning a seat now we have to make some compromises with the, with the centrists and we have, yeah. to, have to pull back on our, our populist message and 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 right and libertarians kept holding out, out hope 
that time, right? They, 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 they I mean, Stephen, even Harper was friendly to libertarians when he led the merge that can and the conservative party. And, you know, you know, it was, it was uh, not years later at the Manning convention where he basically talked about how we need to put libertarians from the conservative party mm-hmm. and, uh, you know this and that and that and how libertarians are, are getting in the way and, and libertarians are are all getting in the way of pragmatism right and 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 i'm hearing from you from you is is a little little seed of that as as well it's like okay we can't go hard in the paint paint liberty right now now that's going to get in the way of us getting liberty um because it's going to turn people off or people aren't going to going to want to be attracted attracted to that or like that so uh so so i read a little bit that that going to turn into another, another reform party and if if you know the people's party of canada starts starts gaining action they have to make a decision at some point whether it wants to seriously form form government or whether it wants to continue to advance the overton window and what i'm, I'm hearing from you is your 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 hope with this people's people's that it, it shifts the overton window uh, uh in a more positive direction and uh, i'm not sure sure do you think that that's max's goal do you think he, he it's all between the conversation or is or is he for an actual seat well, I think if you've been watching Maxime Bernier for any point in time, even um, as early as when he was first running uh, as a conservative, I think back in 2006, um, he's had a consistent message from the get-go. Uh, all of the stuff that he was talking about, that uh, apart from maybe fair criticism, is him not doing research on things such as Bill C-11, um, towing the party line for lots of the things that he's now against, signing on to certain, um, certain bills that are... Uh, in hindsight of a globalist nature. I think those are fair criticisms. But again, there's conservatives right now that are still doing that. So, But if you check his message since when he first ran as a conservative up until today, it's the same consistent message, um, you know, just removing some elements that haven't really stood the test of time. Whereas, you know, even even conservatives and, and, and liberals and everything that the, that the establishment has been saying, they've pretty much reneged on if you look at the way that Aaron O'Toole operated the party once he became leader it's the his his um leadership campaign and his party policy are complete opposites right so the the establishment is going to continue to do that and i think that if max can shift the overton window by even having 15 candidates in the house of commons i think that's a positive you know um you, don't get me wrong i mean the first goal of every politician is to get elected and then the second goal is to get reelected. So it's no mystery that the People's Party isn't uh, immune to that. Yeah. But if you look at the message through COVID, um, especially over the last three years, Max was there during the trucker protest. He was getting arrested at rallies. He was doing all of the right things that a leader should be doing to get us through as far as not just stroking the, the media narrative. And I think that when people come around to actually seeing the message that Pierre Polyev is going to put forth when he finally does release his um, his platform um, come next election or whenever it is, people are going to say, this is not what I voted for when he said that he was going to fight X, Y, Z. And then they're going to look side by side at the People's Party that have been doing it consistently since inception. That's going to speak volumes upon people. And again, if, if it's 15 people in the House of Commons that are making a stink and that gets people onto the Liberty train, I'm all forward, but you're not going to see that by the establishment. So the only other option at that point is what revolt. We don't really have the means to do that. We're not even united enough to, to have a discussion about lots of these ideas. It's, it's people like you and me that are able to push this conversation forward, but your average everyday person, if you're to walk up and say, Hey, I'm an anarchist, they're going to think that you're, you're going to throw a Molotov cocktail at their head. Right. 
yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. state of affairs of the ignorance of not just Canadians, but kind of the people in general is you can't just outright say, here's a good idea because then they're going to, their first response is, well, who's going to pay for the roads, right? right. We're stuck in this socialist hellhole and unwilling to actually have conversations that are going to shift people's perspective and it's going to take some time it's not going to be uh an easy fix you know i have a, a friend that i had on the show uh transplender i'm not sure if you follow him on twitter but he's got some really good political rants and he's on point with all of them when i had him on the show he said my goal of voting and supporting the people's party of canada is not to get a seat that's irrelevant to me what it is important is to find a group of people that are like-minded that you know uh, that when the lights go out, you know where your friends are. And mm. I think that that's another uh, important side of the coin too, is when we're having conversations with people, uh, and I use Twitter as an example, is when we're having conversations with people online in this fashion, is we're trying to find our like-minded individual so that we have, uh, a militia is a bad word for it, but that's essentially what you do. You have a militia of people that are all aligned with the same goals that can fight back against the tyranny that we have experienced and that we will experience in the future. That's yeah, well, I, I, and that's a really good point. I mean, that was one of the, the great things of things about being leader libertarian party is I traveled across uh, Canada is that, uh, you know, every, everywhere I left, uh, uh, well, the, uh, everywhere I went, libertarian would come out of the woodwork, woodwork and they'd point at each other and go, there's other, there's other people that think like me yeah. here. Well, that's so cool. And, and, and now there's, there's been pockets of, it's of people that are going to have each other's back just like just like you said um yeah well and i think that's like the power of a movement such like as uh diagonal that's one of the whole goals is getting people together seeing their friends that were all like-minded got absolutely shit on during twitter or during covid hmm. um you know and it's just we're there's a point in canadian history where we're standing on a, la a fork in the road you know we can go the direction of individualism and helping out your neighbor and all that stuff or we can go this kind of quasi fascist nationalist uh, post nationalist state that we're heading down. You know, there's mm -hmm. people in a, in alignment and agreement from all, all sorts of uh, ways to, I guess, maybe find the solution, but going down the fork of the road to more globalism, I don't think is the answer. And there's multiple groups that are fighting against it. Yeah. What, what exactly is the, is Diagon? I keep seeing this name. Diagon. So it's uh, a meme country that is basically a, uh, a giant inside joke inside of Canada it was started by a, a veteran named Jeremy McKenzie, where you mm -hmm. notice that all of the mandates during COVID, um, basically from Australia or sorry, Australia, Alaska down to Florida, all had uh, the least amount of restrictions. So Alberta, Saskatchewan, Montana, Texas, like uh, just basically from no line kind of thing. Exactly down there. So it started as a joke, but it was one of the things that uh, was the justification for invoking the Emergencies Act. Uh, during right. last February, they cited Diagonal and a bunch of people within it. And it's just since then become a community of, again, like-minded people that are liberty-focused, want to see our country uh, taken back. And it's, um, you know, right now within the community of Diagonal, it's all about personal fitness and getting yourself to become the best person. It's like lots of these are the messages inside of it. But if you see, if you go to Anti-Hate's website, there's articles written about Diagonal that completely smear it and run it through the mud. But that's essentially the long and short of diagonal. Right, right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, personal responsibility uh, is huge, right? And, and I think uh, you and I, and I are of the same set here that there is no real political solution to this um, this issue. Uh, you know, from my perspective, what we need to do is create uh, create a lot more libertarians, and whatever gets us more libertarians and more like like minded people is is the the, the 
best strategy, I guess we could, could we could hope for. Mm-hmm. So, and I think it starts local. That's where this movement right. has to come from. If you're looking for a federal solution to any of the problems that you're having, it's not going to come. It's we're seeing this radical shift. And I know some of the things that are going on in the education system here in Saskatchewan. And I'm working with uh, with a couple of groups to kind of get in front of it. But realistically, this um, Marxist ideology has infiltrated school boards. Uh, HR departments in, in businesses, it's all over the place. And it's starting at a local, it's having these conversations that you and I are having right now yeah. with your family and friends, with your neighbor down the street, um, with your community groups, your rec boards, your all of this stuff. This is where the change is going to come from. If you think that walking into a voting booth is going to change a goddamn thing, it's not. And it, the level of ignorance that people just walk into a voting booth and select a color is the reason why we are where we are right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I guess that's, uh, Part of my worry about this conversation is that 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 all, like the PPC seems to be shifting the conversation to like like let's go back to public schools of, of 20 years ago, right? When they're teaching proper proper things in public schools. Let's let's go back to government policy of 20 years ago when things were were a little bit more coherent and, and we you know, let's have some free freer markets. And what I worry about about is that's that's been the conservative kind of um, conversation for as long as long as conservatives. In fact. You know, you know, there's some reverend. I'm trying to remember his name now. It was in Michael Malice's book um, um, that, that talked about how conservatism is, is uh, merely the shadow that falls radicalism to push or something like that. Yeah, and and that's, that's my worry, right? Because public school, the school, the very I'd public school is kind of kind of a Marxist thing. It it, it it needs to be abolished. It needs to be yes. It be banned. It doesn't need to be put in a conservative director direct it's impossible to do that right mm-hmm. uh, you know you know the, the it, it's great that, that people waking up now and now and seeing how government is in a two in a two over the past, past years in the pandemic i mean i think justin trudeau and the authoritarians have done more to create great more larians than i i can, or rod absolutely yeah uh but i mean let's be serious it, 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 it was always bad income tax 1970 central banks i mean it, we, we can't just go back 20 years we have to go, have to go to the root of the of the problem to, to the thing of the problem this is and and so this is that's my, my like here's here's how i see the people's people's party and here's convinced me of um and what the value of it right it is maybe an entryway in the same way alex jones was an entryway for you to libertarianism and anarchism um i had a similar similar entry through kind of conspiratorial thing it was uh, a film by this guy named aaron russo called freedom to fashion that talked about, about the income tax and how the income income tax was illegal and and kind of the cons- conspiracies or that 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 opened the door for me now you know aaron russo, russo i think was a little bit kind of none and nuts like he focused on the wrong thing thing just like i think, think alex jones a lot of times is kind of focused on the wrong thing he's he's, he's always looking for puppet masters if we can just expose the puppet masters you know things will be better well to me, you know, all submerges from from neighbors thinking the thoughts they have in their heads, and, and having the, the cultural ideas in that's about what, what government is creating a market to market demand for all the craziness we see. Um, you know, and they're going to be opportunities to take advantage of that. But but started with those people. people started with those people that I think are I think are maybe folk in the wrong direction a little bit, and it led it led me where we're at now. And so. Um, so I guess in that, in that sense, um, there's a, a people people see like a, a soft middle place as for people who, who are on the road freedom to land, land. But but don't we have to keep the pedal down? Don't we have to keep the people's party party honest? Don't have to say, hey guys, guys, 
nice, nice job on the pandemic stuff and off and on that, but let's go, go further. You know, Max, when you say that uh, we don't need, need climate policy because there's no, there's no emergency, um, we say no, no, we don't permit at all for emergency. If there is, there is an emergency, that's even more of a reason we don't need government. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, let, let's put the hammer down here and, and, and not give an inch, inch of the people's party. Do you think that there's any uh, rationale or re- reason to, to think, think along that line? Like, as, as, as good as the people parties are, they are, they, they brought us maybe, maybe 75 out of the way. They don't need that Libertarian party or maybe even an anarchist party pushing the, the rest with that a message to keep it, keep it real. Well, I completely agree with that. Uh, the problem is, is you can't do that with the, what was it, forty seven hundred voters across Canada, right? right? That's where the and and again to kind of steal an argument from the conservatives towards the People's Party is like they they say that there's zero chance of the People's Party even getting a seat. Yeah, I would art uh, for just for argument's sake say the exact same thing about the Libertarian Party, and that's oh, where it's sure. like the middle of the road populism is unfortunately the first baby step. To incrementally get it like i'm not saying that we're going to be short of having an actual insurrection style revolution here in canada led by these fringe libertarian anarchists that would be right-leaning because the um the ancoms wouldn't solve a thing they just want more state but if we're looking at an and from an ancap perspective to actually push that movement forward we are far away away from that and that's where the middle of the road populism with the people's party a party that uh, honestly every canadian could get behind because it's just it's it's canadian values first and that's a very simple policy it's it's probably the root of why trump got in down in the states is because he said make america great again put america first and that's it canada is the most resource rich nation all of the problems that we are having should not be because we can't get our products to market it's because we have the government in in charge that is restricting us from actually prospering they're shutting off our oil taps here in the west um they're hitting us with uh, fertilizer taxes so we can't uh, so our our food costs are going to get more every single problem that we're experiencing is orchestrated by our government and the government, uh, the liberal government was propped up by the conservatives and the and the NDP through all of the decision making through COVID, which is was probably a big, yeah. big red pill, I would say, for the vast majority of Canadians. It's really woke them up when there's all of a sudden the government's taking their business away because and, and, you know, you still have these politicians lying, looking for a political solution isn't going to happen. But 90% of the, the people in Canada look for a political solution. So let's offer them something. Let's offer them the bowl of cereal and spoon feed them for a little bit. Then we can actually get them the, the steak dinner that is the anarchism, the libertarianism, and actually give people the freedom to have property rights, the, the right to liberty, the right to happiness, all of the stuff that the founding fathers in the United States and this, that should have been echoed up in here from our inception of becoming a nation. Let's get that uh, in play. And that's uh, another thing. Another person I had on my podcast was Brendan Froelich who wrote the true North declaration, which is an attempt to rewrite our constitution. Right. So there's, there's, the yeah, yeah, I'm having on, uh, on my show here in, in the next week or so. It was a great conversation. Honestly, yeah. he's a very, very smart man. But that's where, again, there are certain um, avenues that we can go down. It's just which is going to be the one that is actually going to, uh, to you know, to take uh, a spark and, and start a flame of liberty across the country. I think the People's Party is the best option if we're looking at it from that perspective. 
Okay. Well, good enough. Well, I guess to agree to disagree, disagree. Uh, but, uh, you know, hopefully we can carry on this conversation. Hopefully, Zach. Absolutely. I convince <laughs> you and other anarchists and libertarian, libertarian out there to wade in behind radical. There's no point not, not being real and pushing 100% for liberty. You know, that, that was my big thing because I, like I started out when I started, started out in the, um, the, the libertarian part, I actually had actually <laughs> my platform looked very similar to the, to the people party, strangely, really similar, but it could be that the, that the got me developed it went over to the people's party. I think helped Max up his, uh, <laughs> policy. But what, what I realized a lot of time is that like pushing 15% flat tax, uh, uh, changes the conversation in the wrong direction. Direction. It's what should what's a fair tax rate? Well, no. The, well, I would say a fair tax rate is zero tax. Right. It should be zero. Right. It, and so, um, you know, you know, I had this idea of like like coming sawing liberty a little bit, and I realized over time, you know, that that that, that was the wrong way way to approach it. First of all, I'm in a party that's never ever going to seat, and, and and the goal of this party and winning a seat seat isn't going to damn thing anyway anyways there's absolutely nothing nothing that came from winning a seat winning a seat to win a seat you have to reflect cult culture and to reflect culture you have to say things make you weak and say things that are that are mm-hmm. soft and and maybe some things that are even an arch and, and you're chaining yourself down by the things you're saying and you get in there and you're going to notice this very quickly that there's all sorts all sorts of institutional inertia i see it all the time you know as a, as a I see it in municipal politics. I see local guys run for office because because they get potholes, holes fixed, or they want this done mm-hmm. down, and they very quickly quickly run into bureaucracy that says, "Well, there's like ten reasons why we can't do it that." Way. And I've been I've been working here in the city's department for thirty years, and I can explain them all to you. And and you know, they make you look like an idiot, idiot real quick, and they mm-hmm. cut the teeth from under you. And so the the only thing I think I think that gets our liberty is awakening the population and that only gets done by done by radical uh like in your face true it doesn't have to be abrasive it doesn't have to be aggressive but it, it can't, pull, can't pull punches it can't can't softle uh the disposals we're doing that's why I, yeah I, I, and, and I, I would completely agree with that i don't think that the people's party uh shift right is strong enough to be completely mm-hmm. honest and yeah. that's a fair criticism of them but again, I don't think that that's their strategy personally. Uh, is there merit for that? Call it right, or I guess it would be again without ignoring the y-axis of the political compass. But you know that shift from those types of perspectives, you're going to have equal amount of backlash. And right now, the 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 ones that are co- controlling the conversation are these radical leftists. So I agree, you need that radical right, say to kind of balance it out. I just don't think that that's going to happen looking at it. Even when the the left and, and BLM and Antifa were destroying cities back in 2020, nobody said anything. Everybody bent the knee for that ideology. That's where the majority of the people are. So if you introduce, say, a radical right-wing fraction, well, those people already control the media narrative. You're To say that this is pushing a, a boulder up a mountain is an understatement for yeah. the, the battle that's coming ahead of us. And, you know, I, I completely agree. I don't want any taxes. I don't want I don't want someone ruling over and dictating my life, especially someone that's not from my province. So we shouldn't have uh, ministers from New Brunswick making decisions of what happens in Saskatchewan. That's why I'm a separatist first. Right. Let's get let's let's get Alberta and Saskatchewan, make our own country, leave Canada and set it up in the right way with a real constitution that enshrines the rights for people. 
Again, that's a fairly radical idea that is starting to have a little bit more traction specifically here. But what does that actually look like when you're trying to carry that across Canada, where Trudeau is bringing in voters in the large center so that he can control and um, strengthen his grip on our nation? You're not going to be able to have a conversation and saying that we should abolish the state, as radical as that might seem, to but, someone that's wait a second, coming Zach, here you, saying you that I need a conversation state. about uh, about about even slowing immigration. Um, but nobody's mainstream the, mainstream wise. That's not a conversation that people even want to entertain. That's right. what I mean is when Trudeau's bringing yeah. in voters in the, to the GTA, they're going to vote for him because he's promising them to be able to live here for free on our dime. Right. right. To come back and say that those people shouldn't uh, shouldn't pay any taxes and get any benefit from the government. They're going to deny you because they want that policy. That's why. The liberals yeah. are able to feign ignorance and basically siphon votes from the First Nations people, from the elderly, and from the immigrant population. Those are their three voting bases that are their diehards because they get the most handouts. Right? It's very hard to shift that uh, that conversation, no matter how good your argument is. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Well, and but I mean, uh, uh, you you might as well put it by telling the on the truth and what. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm confused. What is the, uh, the alternative? To, to sorry, what you cut out there? No, I, I'm guessing, guessing trying to figure out what what the alternative is. Like how like how does the PC solve that problem? I think by running a fairly moderate uh, platform. Like I I personally do think that they are more libertarian than conservative. I just think they do want that conservative branding um, to give right. an alternative. You know, and that's what when pe the conservative parties say we need to, or you know, at least the 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 pundits or the the CPC bros, they say we need to unite the right. Well, they're on the left. The only uniting of the right, I would say, is maybe uh, the 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 People's Party and the Libertarian Party, or maybe some independents, right? If we're looking at it from that perspective on a solution that way, but taking back that conversation is going to be us right here it's going to be you talking to your neighbor if you think that there's going to be especially the more that you are removed from a personal relationship with someone and offering a solution at that level it's not going to take getting on town councils um and city councils and school boards and having a shift in the culture that way is how we win breitbart said uh politics is downstream from culture and i personally think that the left has been wielding politics to influence culture we don't have that luxury, especially if you look at the way the Libertarian Party and the, and the, the People's Party have done. We, we haven't gained traction in the political realm, even though we have the best arguments and the best policy to be able to actually save our country, get it back on track, right? Yeah. Is where we can do is start influencing this culture. The transgender debate right now is going to be an, absolutely, uh, an absolute deal breaker for, very, uh, for a lot of people. There's going to be varying, uh, varying amounts of degree of how this is going to be effective, depending on where you live. But myself in Saskatchewan, we're not in, uh, immune to this. The Saskatchewan party, which is a so-called conservative party, has been putting forth SOGI uh, policies within our education system. And we're just finally kind of getting hitting the preface, prefaces to where we can say, hey, this is a problem. We need to solve it. But it should have been uh, but, but solved at, back in day, 2015. Which, which, whichever so the debate you land on, we're going to up with more gov government. Either it's going to be pushing <laughs> pushing the tra transit down our, our throat or it's regulating it away.
through some kind of the policies that are too broad sweeping or something like that, right? I disagree. I don't think we have to go full Florida on it. I think what DeSantis is doing is kind of um, putting a fairly good roadmap if you want to go the government route. But what I'm talking about is culture, right? I think there's but a lot of power. It's a reinforced status culture. Like the culture wars are, are, a are a distraction from the real culture war. The culture war is framed as... Uh, what do you think about this weird person or trans person who's, who's doing shit and, and and everyone focused on that and talking about it. and the 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 state is over there like rub its hands together saying yeah. either way I win and become growing baby baby yeah absolutely or they're doing these false flag uh, news stories so that they can pass a bill in the background this 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 isn't new but not not a lot of people are aware of it and the reason why I say that we need to take back our culture is because. For, for the longest time, we have just let um, the so-called useful idiots run our country. And they know what they're doing. They know that they're manipulating things. And yet the right just seems to say, I don't want to be involved in it. And for too long, that happens. So my point in, being, in saying this is it's having these conversations at a small local level where you're actually involved with, say, your kids' lives. You're not just sending them off to to daycare or, or school and assuming that they're going to come back model citizens when they're uh, um, being groomed by the state. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, like it's no, it's no mystery when we're looking at that. And that's what I'm saying is if we can take back those culture on a small, on a, on a micro level, that is going to raise more, raise people with better values, understanding of what the, the actual enemy is. Like, I'm not assuming that we're going to solve uh, these problems in the next five years. I would say 20 uh, 20 to 30 would probably be more accurate, right? right. Um, it's just the way that, 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 that it is. It's going to take time to kind of break people's perception and the chains that they've been uh, secured themselves to the state apparatus. And it starts at a local local level. So I'm not discrediting your argument. I'm just thinking like we can change culture and we've seen lots of shifts, even with what the People's Party of Canada has done or even uh, Diagalon. Uh, you know, the whole um, Christine Anderson thing uh, of how Diagonal basically trolled the Conservative Party. Like these things mm. aren't insignificant. Who, right? who would they be a have... person to have on, have on Diagonal if I want to interview some, someone? About... Jeremy McKenzie. If you reach out to uh, Derek Rant, he could probably put you in touch with him. I'll, 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 we can talk on Twitter about that stuff after. But yeah, but yeah, yeah, I would honestly say if you can get Jeremy McKenzie on, he's he's the guy that if I was to actually say who should be our prime minister and can actually fix it, it'd be Jeremy. But right. his, his arguments are simple. What is Canada doing that is wrong, objectively wrong? And let's focus on that issue. Right now, we have a, a slew of weak men in this country that aren't willing to actually have the conversations that we are having. They're afraid to stick their neck out and say that I don't want to transition my kid. Right now, the Conservative Party supported the Liberals in making it illegal to affirm your child's gender. Right. But. It's those types of conversations that the government's uh, claws are into and we need to take back, but we can't do it without a voice. And I think that that's where strong men need to step up and start saying, this is wrong. This is what we believe in. This is my line in the sand that you do not cross. And whether that is for firearms rights, the transgender ideology, immigration, whatever the issue is, we need strong men to say, no, this is not happening anymore. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Zach, we need strong men to stand up. And then the strongest Zach should, should go to the party and uh, keep the pedal down. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll carry this conversation. Thank you uh, so much. How can people find, uh, follow, follow you? See you where, where, 
Yeah, so if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Schmidt underscore Zach. Uh, if you want to follow my podcast, the Schmidt House podcast is available on all major platforms. I have video episodes up on YouTube, Rumble, and Odyssey. On Rumble, I post exclusive content called Shorts, which are spicy content that uh, you know would get banned from YouTube. So I do make sure that I put it on Rumble so that uh, it's always ex- accessible there. So follow me on Rumble, Schmidt House podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much. So much. Appreciate it. Till next time. Absolutely. Thanks, Tim.